Hi everybody, I'm Eric Arnault and this is Blank Cassette, the podcast that takes a close look at your mixes to get the stories behind the songs. This week, I'm back, a day early, with an episode that's been a long time coming. This, folks, is a primer for my favorite artist of all time, the one and only Bruce Springsteen. A friend asked me to make her this mix a little while ago, I'll talk about that in the episode proper, and it was inevitable that it would become an episode. Today felt like the right time since, hey... If you live in Chicago, you might have noticed that tonight, March 29th, I'm performing a soloist tribute to Bruce at the Beat Kitchen as the fundraiser for the ACLU. This is something I used to do years and years ago before I took up podcasting, and I don't know, it kind of felt like the right time to bring it back. Maybe you can figure out why. Uh, So if you're listening to this episode to prep for the show, that's awesome. Uh, If the show is well in the past, hey, that's cool. It might be available to listen to online somewhere. But either way, this episode stands on its own as a tribute to the legendary Jersey Rocker. If you have a mix you'd like to have featured on Blank Cassette, please send an email to mixtape at nerdalogs.com with a track list and a brief description of why you made the thing. Seriously, we'd love to hear from you. And remember, Blank Cassette is a Nerdalogs production. We make all sorts of cool stuff, like other podcasts, live comedy shows, and even games. For more on us and what we're up to, check out www.nerdalogs.com or facebook.com slash nerdalogs if you really like this show you can rate and review us on itunes that is mega helpful but of course the coolest thing you can do is listen so let's facilitate that now this mix for a friend who had watched Springsteen perform at the Hillary Clinton rally on November 7th last year and thought, hey, maybe these songs are speaking to me. Uh, So she came to me because I'm kind of the Springsteen guy. Big surprise, right? Uh, So it took me a few hours to put this together, but not a super long time. As the title suggests, I wanted this to be a solid overview of an iconic career that spanned like 45 years at this point. Uh, The hardest part for me was picking enough recognizable tracks to reel in a casual listener while hitting enough of the things that I really think are special about the man. And if you've listened to my previous episodes, 
you know that I always top out my mix length at 120 minutes or how much you can put on a CD, even though I don't put these on CDs anymore. But you gotta have rules, man. So, uh, and Bruce's songs are long. So, like, it took some doing to winnow this down. But in the end, how can you not start with this song? It's the opening track on one of the best albums of all time. It's also my personal favorite song of all time. And I think the last line of the song is maybe the greatest line in all rock history. It's a town full of losers, and we're pulling out of here to win. There's no better call to adventure than Thunder Road.
So after Thunder Road, you heard the first ever Springsteen cut, Side One, Song One, Album One, later utterly destroyed by Manfred Mann. Uh, then you heard the story of the E Street Band, and then you heard probably Bruce's biggest radio hit. That seemed like a good act one for the mix. Uh, of course, any Springsteen fan knows that the true joy of the boss is in the live experience. I started saying as a joke that Springsteen live shows were my version of church, and then I pretty quickly realized I wasn't joking. Uh, you might have noticed the subtitle on this mix is Intro to Secular Humanism. Uh, besides channeling a community episode, which was very intentional, uh, really Springsteen's music, along with Grant Morrison's comics, but that's a topic for a different podcast, uh, Springsteen's music fills for me the role that I think religion plays for most people. It makes me feel connected to humanity. I know that sounds crazy, but like it grounds me in reality, but also makes me feel bigger than myself. But it ditches all that metaphysical, ritualistic stuff that I don't really cotton to. Uh, it's all just about people, and we're all in it together. Now, let me try this a different way. John Stewart, the former Daily Show host, said I think the smartest thing ever about Bruce Springsteen. He goes, When you listen to his music, you're not a loser. You're a hero in an epic poem about losers. <laughs> now, I've done quite a bit of losing, I think it's fair to say. I think probably a lot of us have. Um, his live shows are a chance for a bunch of losers to commune together and sing it out and then hopefully feel inspired to do something epic and heroic when they step out of the venue. It's really magical, man. I mean, you gotta go. I, it's awesome. Um, these next two tracks don't really convey the true power of that experience, but their inclusion was my attempt at recognizing how crucial the live show is to Springsteen mythology.
The last track in that block started to bring in another one of Springsteen's main interests, the political. And that maybe feels more relevant now than it has in a while. Since at least maybe, I don't know, November 2008 to venture a guess? I'm sure that's what drew my friend to ask me to make this mix. I mean, she was inspired by a Clinton rally, you know, so... Um, what's interesting to me is that Springsteen's music, it kind of embodies populism, I think. And that's a big word right now. But there are kind of different versions of what it means. Uh, it's probably no surprise that I'm pretty left on the spectrum. I don't think that'll shock anybody. Um, but I'm also a big fan of crossing the aisle and understanding the other side. And I can't help but feel like songs like The River have helped me want to empathize with the right a little bit. I mean... The hypothetical people in this song, they probably would have voted for Donald Trump. And I don't want to discount the fact that there's a lot of hatred and intolerance behind Trump, too, and we shouldn't forgive that. But I also think that the left is probably too quick to derisively mock the economic anxiety of people like the characters in these songs. And when you think about how politicians on the right have adopted Springsteen, even though he's exclusively gone to bat for Democrats, I don't know, it's interesting. Like, there's something in these narratives that speaks across lines and you know we agree on the facts but not on on what they mean politically it's i'm just interested in that whole communion thing again i know politics are important i feel that now more acutely than i did even six months ago but in the end we're all people um mostly i think we're people trapped by our circumstances and trying to fight our way out and sometimes those circumstances look pretty dire
That last block had quite a few newer songs in it, not really by accident. Uh, as Springsteen's career has gone on, he's gotten more overtly political, more overtly populist. But it's always been there, really. His characters haven't changed, just the way he conceptualizes their world. Uh, there's a pervasive element of sadness that runs through Springsteen, but it's not emo music, clearly. And I appreciate that a lot. His characters don't whine, they soberly assess. And as someone who shrugged off bands like Newfound Glory and Good Charlotte in high school, I appreciate that. And to me, a sober assessment is so much sadder anyway. So I had to include at least one deep cut on this mix, obviously. Springsteen's career is rife with B-sides, anniversary editions, special collections, and the like. And I picked, maybe I think, his saddest song to recognize that fact. The Promise is a Heartbreaker. 
It was initially recorded for Darkness on the Edge of Town in 1978 and then left off, and I can't really figure out why. A lot of the songs he rejected for Darkness were because they were too breezy for the album's heavy tone. Uh, This song does not have that problem at all. But it's a really beautiful reflection on lost dreams and broken promises, and it calls back, I think, his most iconic song. So this is my one kind of true Springsteen nerd moment on the mix, uh, which is weird to say, uh, but this song is killer.
reached the end. It was only 15 songs, but it felt like a journey to me. We've seen a band form, a political consciousness develop, and a bunch of people lose it all and maybe retain something of their humanity. But in the end, Bruce Springsteen's a rocker. Maybe, in a way that this term means less and less all the time, maybe Bruce Springsteen is rock and roll. And so we close out with an iconic rock song about never stopping, uh, and not the Miley Cyrus one. I think maybe this one has a little bit more (laughs) Uh, to offer no shame to Miley. She's great. Um, But, you know, the funny thing is, I don't even know if my friend liked this mix that I I made, that I just played for all of you. I kind of suspect she didn't because she never brought it up again. But that's okay. Uh, Bruce is the music of my heart. And it's not for everybody. But I think that for sure I would use this mix again as a primer for anyone interested in the boss and for wondering what I see in him. And you know what I just did with all of you, and I hope that you got something out of it. Uh, And I'd like to end with a line from the song we're listening to right now. Remember, together we can break this trap. We'll run till we drop, and baby, we'll never look back.
been listening to Blank Cassette, a Nerdalogs production. All the music you just heard has been presented for critical and historical purposes only. If you liked what you listened to, check out full songs via our Spotify playlist or buy the songs on iTunes. Supporting the arts is the best. Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash nerdalogs. And for more information on the Nerdalogs and our shows, go to www.nerdalogs.com. How